Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and boy, was that intro something else. That, my friends, is the brand new, stunning, sleek, and stylish animated intro for the podcast. I want to give Fasado a major shout out for making such a stellar intro. He really did a phenomenal job with this concept that I gave him. He actually approached me about doing an animated intro, and it's something I never considered until I let it stew up a little bit. So I'm glad that he was able to take this concept of the show and find a way to condense it down to a beautiful, gorgeous-looking animated intro. Make sure you support him in the links down below. Now, let's get to a pretty sweet conversation, shall we? Today we have Biscuits X Monsters, a fashion designer whose plushies and clothings invite everyone to a world that is safe and soft. She was a treat to have on the podcast, and I hope you enjoy as much as I did, and support her in the links down below. Also, like and share the podcast if you enjoyed this content, comment or leave a review, and if you want a place to talk more about this podcast and others in the Apocalypse Podcast Network, join our Discord server with the link down below to join others who love what we produce. In fact, let's hear a word from another sensational podcast in the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Art and entertainment inspire each of us in different ways. But have you ever wondered what inspires the people who create our cultural touchstones? I'm Adam Unz, and on the Spark Parade podcast, I geek out with artists and entertainers about their cultural spark of inspiration. Everything from Shakespeare to South Park. You'll hear from artists like Connor Oberst on Northern Exposure, Roisin Murphy on Terrence Conran's The House Book, and Adrian Young on Marvin Gaye's What's Going On. The Spark Parade, where artists reveal their cultural inspirations to spark the inspiration in you. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern Art Podcast. Hello! Hello! How are you? How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about yourself? I'm doing great. It's a good Saturday evening, afternoon. Nice. Yes. <laughs> I can imagine how to be over there, especially you're in California, right? Yes, I am. Nice. Yeah, I can only imagine how the weather has to be over there on an afternoon like this. I mean, I'm on the East Coast <laughs> towards the South, and it is. It's beautiful, but it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> yes it's been really hot over here lately like we have a couple of days you know where it's a little cold but other than that you know not really <laughs> <laughs> for for us mother nature is like all right let's let's see what we can test with today so there'd be like some days where it's like you know it's really hot and humid there's sometimes some days where it's just nice and steady and there's just some days to where the temperatures drop down to like 40 for no apparent reason so dang that's right <laughs> Mother Nature just loves to be just a little extra bipolar with the South, so. <laughs> there you go. Um, is this the first time you're appearing on a podcast, if I may ask? Yes. Oh, is this it? my now? first time. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Hey, that, that, hey, do not stress. Do not worry. If nothing else, don't think of this like a podcast or an interview. Just think of this as a nice, calm, cool, casual conversation about your passion. Like, I'll say right now, I have like a little bit of a roadmap on the questions I do want to ask and stuff, but if we go off on some random tangent on how bees are the superior insect or something along the lines like that, I'll roll with it. I don't care. <laughs> okay, cool. Awesome. Nice. Nice. 
Uh, by the way, I do want to say um, I should be thanking, uh, was it Jane Gumball? She was a guest I had on here twice. She was the one that actually recommended me to you. And whenever I saw your stuff, I'm like, okay, I absolutely have to like sit down and chat. Oh my god, I love Jane! Oh, oh I really? feel so special! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm glad I, I, I'm glad that the, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> yeah. Uh goodness. Alright, Biscuit Sex Monster. Uh, n- before we start our interview, I must ask the icebreaker question I ask for every single podcast. What is your most unpopular art opinion? Ooh. <laughs> Oh no. Um I I got to say uh, Oh no. I don't I actually don't know this question. Really? Um I got to say I don't like um I got to say I don't like abstract art that much. I don't really, really? enjoy it. Yeah, like I, I I'm not I'm just not a fan. I don't get it. I don't I don't get what I'm supposed to be seeing. <laughs> Yeah, that that's yeah. That, that's fair. I mean, abstract art, you know, I guess at the end of the day, like it goes back to what a person interprets, and if you just if if it doesn't click with you, that's not a bad thing. You kind of get where I'm getting at, or yeah, yeah, I totally, I totally get you, dude. Yeah, I mean, trust me, there are some there are some abstract art or some stuff that I just look at, and I'm like, I okay, you you do your you do your thing. <laughs> What, what was it? One of my uh, one of my personal favorite artists that I love to talk about is an artist by the name of Marcel Duchamp. Does that name ring a bell to you? It does not. I'm it, sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Um, he was an artist around like the the mid. I want to say like 60s, 70s, 80s, or somewhere in that time frame. To where he would just do just some completely like random stuff. And there's some stuff that I even look at. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like one of my personal favorite pieces that I love to talk about is he took he went to a hardware shore, store. Bought a shovel, wrote his name on it, hung it from a string, called it art. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I, I just like, like, why? What is what? What is what? <laughs> I, from what I can interpret, and this is again from my personal perspective, from what I see from that, it's like how we tend to like put on a pedestal like materialistic items or something like that, or like how we should purchase like yeah, you know, or how we purchase yeah. material basic stuff or whatnot. But I'll tell you right now, that's one of the more tamer and understandable things I understand. Meanwhile, he literally did one to where it's just a window with a, a, a with a brick wall around it. And, like, I looked at it every single time. I'm like, what's the purpose? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're not we're just not seeing eye to eye on it, I guess. <laughs> it's, it's like, I get it if you want me to look through the window. It's a nice wall, very well constructed. But what's the purpose of each other again? The construction A plus. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But nevertheless, abstract art. Uh, the fact that you know it it's hard to interpret at times. Is that a hill you're willing to die on? Um, yeah, okay. I guess so. <laughs> well, if that's the case, I can't think of a better way to start the postmodern art podcast. Welcome everyone. I'm your host Nathan Raglan. Uh, feel free to subscribe or follow on whatever streaming platform you prefer. Uh, I am now part of the Apocalypse Podcast Network. Go to ApocalypsePodcastNetwork.com to see uh, my podcast and other amazing podcasts in the network. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostModArtPod for future updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. 
She is a fashion designer whose unique plushies has garnered quite a following on Instagram with stellar designs that lead you to a world that is soft and safe. Welcome to the podcast, Biscuits X Monsters. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking time every day to sit down and chat. I really do appreciate it. But before we really divulge into what you make, I want to go back just a little bit. I want to know the origin stories of Biscuits X Monster. What got you interested in art and fashion in the first place? Um, I've always been sort of like a fashionista, even when I was, when I was like a, a baby, you know, my mom loved dressing me up, you know, taking little photo shoots of me and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like as I grew up, I got really interested in alternative fashion, which is like such like a great way to express yourself, you know, without even saying a word. And I just I, I really love that. And I think that's kind of like how I wanted to be a fashion designer okay. Um, in the first place. Yeah. Okay, I mean, hey, it's a, it's a at least it's nice to know that you have like roots like with what your 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 mom like puts you in like yeah you know, I know some people they just hate what their mom wants to like shove them in or something like that but <laughs> it's nice to know that your mom at least had a good taste in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, is there like a particular like outfit or like piece that, that you remember growing up that you just absolutely loved and you couldn't get enough of? Oh my god, I can't, I don't have a memories of it, but there are so many baby pictures of me and this little vintage, like, fl- um, floral dress with, like, a cute little hat, and it's so cute, and I adore it so much, and I just want, like, I still have it, and I want to put my daughter in it when I have one one day, <laughs> and it's just, <laughs> I just love it so much. That's sweet, I, that, and that's sentimental more than anything else, I can only imagine, like, it'd be, it'd be cool to see, like, how many generations that can go down if the material still holds up over time, so... Heck yeah. I'm, I I love it. <laughs> when did for you go from just like a love for fashion to a passion and potentially making it your career? Um, definitely in high school we had. OK, so we had these little like um alternative fashion meetups in L.A. that mm-hmm. I used to like to go to. And like I noticed people would, you know, sell like cute little things that they would make like charms and stuff like that. And like that's where I like sold my first, you know, monsters. They were like little keychains and people just adored them so much. And I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start selling more of them. And yeah. (laughs) Well, that's sweet. I mean, that's awesome more than anything else. Um, If if I may ask, was what exactly is the inspiration behind like you know going with like the monsters aspect for your fashion and for your like plushies and stuff like what exactly drew you to that to sort of as your branding? Um, I would say that this that I just don't like like I love you know like traditional you know esque teddy bears and stuff like that but it's just like there's no joy in it for me like I love like making little like little monsters with little like stories like oh like like i'm sorry i like so much but um <laughs> now, trust like, me, I was I like... gonna say, sorry when it comes to like the likes and such do not apologize for that i said this on i think i said this on a different podcast but basically if you were to do a drinking game with my podcast if you took a shot every time i said like or and such uh you'll probably have alcohol poisoning within the first hour so <laughs> <laughs> never apologize for like <laughs> All right, cool. Um, I would have to say, like, I just love, like, just, like, like, 
just creepy stuff like i just always have like and like i don't like you've you've seen my stuff you know i like like stuff that people just probably wouldn't enjoy you know outside of the cute fluffy atmosphere like clowns little like demon-esque um imagery a little bit Mm -hmm. like i just i love making them look like monsters but like in a cute way (laughs) I mean, I think you certainly gotten that down to a T with how you design your, your plushies and your designs and such. Um, if I may ask, what exactly is an inspiration for like your plushies and for your designs and such? Like, what creepy roots do they come from? If I may ask. Um, like a lot of them. Like, I honestly feel like a lot of them is like more like how I feel on the inside. Okay. Like. Like, um, for example, um, I have one bag, um, Bubsy his, is what his name is, short for mm-hmm. Beelzebub, mm-hmm. and it was just like a, like, a really, like, hard time for me at that time when I was designing him, okay. and, like, like, his whole thing is that, like, you know, like, when you're with him, you have, like, your own family, you can join, like, the whole collection <clears throat> was called, like, Cuddle Cult. And it was like, you know, we can all, you know, be a family, even if, you know, your one at home doesn't feel as much like a family, you know? Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that's, that's a lot sweeter than I even anticipated. That's so genuine. I appreciate that. I love that. Um, <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Uh, Bubsy or whatever his name was, that was the one with like six different eyes on it. Or is that the one before that, that I'm thinking? Yeah. That's the one with six. Okay. I remember seeing that whenever I was doing my research on you, I wish I had fall. I wish I'd been on Instagram whenever that came out. Cause I would probably gotten that one in a heartbeat, that one or the bumble bear. Cause those two are just absolutely they're, they're perfect. I love the designs for those. Um, <laughs> uh, words are wonderful. Uh, so uh, back to back to more or less the, the inspiration that you were talking about as well. Um, basically, you put a lot of yourself into like your designs and stuff like that. Is that something that you've always kind of had in mind whenever you make your stuff? Or is that something that as you sort of progress and stuff, you've understood that if you want people to like – appreciate the art you must be honest with how you put yourself into it you kind of get where i'm getting at. oh yes absolutely that's exactly how i feel like because i have put out stuff before you know how sometimes you can kind of get caught up in like you know the internet posting a lot and you just feel like you need to put something out so people can stay mm-hmm. but it's like when I just post just to post, like, like it, I don't know why, but it's like people can feel the lack of spirit behind it. Okay. And like, like, um, like, yeah, like I really do like feel like it has to have like just a little bit of me in it. Like just, you know, I feel like I have to be excited for other people to be excited for it, you know? Yeah, no, Absolutely. Uh, it's one of those, that's that's a mentality I try to have with this podcast and stuff. Like I'm bringing on these artists that I love and I'm passionate about, yourself included. So it's like, if the audience doesn't understand the excitement that I have for it, why should they be excited for it? You know? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's kind of stressful, but at the same time, like, like I do like um like when I do come back after like a break or something and people are just still there, still wait and still excited. It just, it makes me so happy. Like just so overwhelmed. 
Well, I mean, you should be ex- you should be excited and overwhelmed with it or whatnot because the the fan base that you have behind yourself, like even I was amazed whenever I was doing my research, seeing all the the fan art people have done for you, the 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 cosplays and such, uh, seeing just like you know dressing up as your designs and such. How incredible, at least in your opinion, is the fan base you've sort of built up? It's like I I continue to be shocked with it honestly like when I first got my first piece of fan art I was just so blown away when people started dressing up as them it just it warms my heart all the time like it just makes me just blush I'm like oh look at them like it's it makes me so happy like a, just like a, a community of like like I call my fan base like monsters because like I like it's such an endearing term to me like I just I love them so much and it just makes me so happy. I will say, you better be careful with the monster phrase. I'm pretty sure Gaga might have a copyright on it. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> uh, well, actually, speaking of monsters, I actually did want to divulge a little bit into more of more of your origin or whatnot. Um, as I was doing my uh, research, correct me if I'm wrong on this, you started your like page and your branding around 2017. Is that about the, the range of when you started? Or yes. Start okay. Um, what exactly influenced you to just go for it and just like try to get this thing going and started was it those alternative fashion meetups you were talking about um they had a big part to play in it i gotta say like it's this is gonna sound a little less um sweet but um my mom (laughs) basically told me that i had to get a job and when i was like 17 i i just i was having such a hard time finding a job that suited me Mm -hmm. and that i felt comfortable in you know people weren't calling me back stuff like that and like i remember i i remember this night like it was yesterday because it was just so funny to think about now but i basically had a interview with a tech company okay and i essentially didn't have anything to wear because all my stuff was like fluffy dresses and stuff like that you'd wear to like a cosplay event or something mm-hmm. and i walked into my mom's room and i was like mom okay what do you think about my outfit and she's like you can't wear that to a a, a tech company here and she got me something from her closet and <laughs> i put it on and i looked in the mirror and i started crying oh <laughs> <laughs> Like my brother walked in because I was sobbing so loud. He walked in. He's like, "What? What's she crying about?" And I was just like, "Look! Look at me! What is this?" It's it's like it's I not just, honestly you. I, it's not you. <laughs> exactly. Like it wasn't me. I couldn't. I just. I. I cannot. I don't think I could ever thrive mentally in an environment where I cannot express myself. Okay. No, that that that's fair. That's honest. I mean, for you. For you, it's incredible, now that I'm hearing this story, it's incredible to hear that you basically, like, put stability, behind, like, I'm not going to say on a lower tier, but you put, like, what made you happy on top of everything else. Because I can only imagine how happy you've been, or at least how excited you've been, like, going out there and creating these amazing, like, plushies and these designs and stuff. Because this is what you've wanted to do. Am I am I right in assuming that? Yes, you're completely right in assuming that. I, you know, I was a little scared when I first started to like, oh my God, like, what if this doesn't work out? What if, you know, I mess up? Like, I've, I've always been so nervous with like, um, with like bigger projects, especially the ones that I've been doing these last couple of years. Cause I'm like, man, like even like every time before a release, I'm just like, no one's going to buy it. I'm going to waste like thousands of dollars just doing nothing. And, you know, (laughs) 
like, oh, mom's going to be right. I should have been went back to school. Just, just stuff like that, just to get in my head all the time. Right, right. But, I mean, at, at the end of the day, like, you know, the, the, especially when you're doing something as independently like this, like, there's always going to be that fear in the back of your head. Trust me, I've been doing this podcast for only – 33 episodes right now and i'm lucky that i have a job that i can go back to that, that i have as like my backup plan to make sure i have an income but like i'm always having this fear that like no one's watching this podcast no one's listening and no one's like interacting or anything like that but you know what at the yeah. end of the day i'm having fun talking to people and like the way i feel about this is probably the way you feel about your plushies it's like yeah it, there's always that fear in the back of your head that um you know, it's not going to work out. It's not going to, like, push forward. But at the same time, like, you're making the stuff that you want to see in the world. Exactly. Like, you're you're doing what you want to see. And it's, like, it, it freaking, it's amazing. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And, and the same goes for you, especially with the, the stuff that you're making. I also, I, I do want to ask, um, I did notice whenever I was going back, when I, you didn't initially start off as Biscuits X Monster. You started off as Poisonous Doll. Am I correct with that? Or yeah, <laughs> um, this is... I'm so embarrassed. Uh, Biscuits and Monsters used to be um, my uh, art account just for like illustration and stuff like that. And okay. oof. <laughs> Um, it is kind of funny though to look back on it because, um, like you could see the, my, uh, my, uh, logo is, you know, the, um, the pink teddy bear head. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to draw like a lot of illustrations with those type of characters and stuff like that. Just like teddy bear, you know, plushies, you know, big, big monsters that are just like, oh, cute, you know, so it's, it's always been there. It was just hiding. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what made you want to switch from the villainous doll to like just going all in with the biscuits X monster and making that like your official branding. And where did that, where did the, that name like come from in the first place? Um, I would have to say like, I just first, it kind of just sounded cool. <laughs> you know what? Fair um, enough. <laughs> like, like you know like biscuits you know i like i um i was really into like uh uh like a year a european stuff like that like vintage european stuff and like um like you know they call they call uh, uh biscuits cookies you know mm -hmm. uh but cookie monster was taken <laughs> um huh i wonder by what that that seems so original no one would ever do cookie monster that's so i don't know why it would be taken <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, you know, like biscuits and monsters. It's a soft, safe place, you know. Um, and cookies are sweet. My monsters are sweet. Kind of, you know, goes together. They're sweet monsters at the end of the day, which is great. Uh, that's. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so I have to ask now. Like again, we've talked about like these plushies and whatnot. What for you is the thought process like whenever you want to go forth and make your designs and such? Um, I, like, lately, I've just been, I just kind of like take, like, um, I like taking, like, different types of monsters and just sort of just matching them together with cute things. Okay. Um, currently, um, my, what I'm working on right now is, uh, goblins, goblin Ooh. monsters. Yes, I have, I posted a little video of it on TikTok, but I have... Well, I have a couple of different, you know, like, source of them already mapped out, but the one I released a video of that I'm working on currently is, I call them Mushlins, mushrooms. and they're little mushroom goblins. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw the, the video that you had of it on uh, Instagram. I think it was, like, you posted it recently 
to where it's like they got like the little mushrooms like just poking up from their head or whatnot. Yes, I just I adore them. They're kind of they're um I don't have a lot of lore posted for them yet, but I will go ahead and tell you a little bit about them. They're just like little little goblins that you know like um like they're like supposed to be bad luck but you know how some you know how lore goes like oh you see a little creature and it's like oh it's bad luck um but like they're supposed to be like bad luck and they bring mushrooms and all types of things you know stuff that you typically wouldn't want in a garden you know right yeah well i mean at the same time like you know you say that but i also remember if you ever see like a ring of mushrooms in that called like a fairy circle or something like that which could be they are <laughs> But in some in some um like I I feel like it, um is it like Ireland I think I um fate are supposed to be bad luck so it's uh, like it varies. Okay, okay. How how much of your uh like the creatures and the the monsters and the the plushes that you make? How much of them are like deeply rooted with like lore of like magic and such? Is it, are they all basically rooted deep within that? Uh yeah, I I like pretty much. I love lore. I love magic. Uh, I love it so much. Uh, when I was a little girl, I used to think I was a witch. You know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> my favorite uh, movie growing up was um, uh, what's that movie about the three witches? Um, Pocus Pocus. It's like a yes. Oh, I love Tokus Pocus. I used to want to be like a witch, have my own little witch. Book. Like yes. <laughs> Well, there you go. Hey, you know, it's a good inspiration, if nothing else, because I know people today just clamor over that movie and, like, the the things that they come up from that movie. Goodness. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, out of all the designs that you've made so far, and this might be a hard question for you to answer, what has been, like, your favorite design to, like, develop more than anything else? Oh, develop. Um... Let me think. I would have to go with Lottie. Lottie. Just because, it, yeah, she is the clown bear. And she just, like, I had to, like, I make a lot, like, oh, she's the most difficult one to make because she has, like, clown ruffles around her neck and her wrist and little a party hat and stuff like that. And I have to make all of those little, like, I can't put that in a sewing machine, you know. I have to make all of that by hand. So right. she's really close to my heart. Okay. No, no, that, yeah. that that totally makes sense with the amount of time and effort they had to go into that. I forgot to even ask this at the part. Do you go forth and, like, make every single one of your plushies and such? Like, it's all hand done by you? Uh, yes, for the most part. I am trying to um to make my own factory currently okay. so I can employ other people to um, help me because the demand is getting higher and I just don't have anything <laughs> I mean, sorry, sorry for me assuming this, but whenever you have over 60,000 people following you on Instagram, yeah, the demand's a little high. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which is absolutely stellar, by the way, um, especially seeing, like, all the stuff that you've pushed out there. Is that also part of the reason why a lot of your stuff tends to be limited, or is that just part of, like, the alternative fashion, like, mindset more than anything else? Um, it is. Uh, it does have to do with um, the limit, the limit, the availability. I'm sorry, um, because like I, you know, like what I said earlier, I do get a little nervous with um, with new releases, so I don't make a lot initially. Okay. Um, but when they do sell, I do have to, um, you know, get back. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness, I can only imagine. I can only imagine with how stuff your stuff, your plushies might sell out at times. How busy, how much work your sewing machine has probably gotten more than anything else. Goodness. 
funny. My um my first sewing machine broke. Oh wow. Uh, my nana's uh so. Yeah, my nana um, bought me a brand new one for graduation of, of high school, mm-hmm. and it also broke. <laughs> so I have to go over to her house a lot, and she um she actually helped me fix mine. So you know, getting back to it. There you go, there you go. <laughs> Beware, everyone! Biscuits X Monster, the sewing machine destroyer. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, goodness! But I know I talked a lot about with the. Uh, with the plushies and stuff. And again, those are extremely very well done. I've already said my favorites and I absolutely love them. And I'm definitely going to be keeping my eyes for future releases because I've got to get my hands on at least one of them. Cause they are just the way that they're made and constructed. And I know the, the love that you put into each one of them. It's definitely something else compared to a lot of stuff I've seen out there, but you've also like, like you said, with alternative fashion, you got a very strong hand with fashion as well. Was fashion always like a plan like with the shirts and the hoodies and such or was that kind of a, okay the plushies are doing well maybe i could do the the shirts to help me out as well um yeah i was kind of like i didn't know where i wanted to go like i always you know wanted to do fashion but i didn't think i could go anywhere with plushies now i know that's not the case um but so i tried to do like um hoodies and shirts and stuff like that and the hoodies do well on their own it's just i feel like they don't do as well because they're not really attached to either any like um like uh like like plushy character um i have hoodies for like lottie um, and they do pretty well. People tend to like, like when they're like attached to like a character like Lottie, like they they like to buy it together so they can like you know be like twenty. And then that's it's definitely good for like cosplay possibilities. Whenever that does decide to pop up, it's like you have the hoodie to go with it, so and the plushie to go with it. Heck yeah! Heck yeah! That would be so adorable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I do want to say I go back a little bit with. Oh, I forgot to say. Uh when it comes to the fashion as well, like, do you get, take a lot of inspiration from your plushies as well? Or is it like, like you said, you try to pair them up in a way, or is it kind of one of those, like the fashion comes from a different inspiration or a different source compared to the plushies? Um, I think the fashion will come from like a different source. I was like, um, I always like really liked, uh, like, like sparkly stuff, very fluffy stuff, very frilly stuff. I do have some designs, um, like I have a pajama collection that I wanted to come out with this year, but, mm-hmm. you know, of course, um, like, like COVID and everything kind of like put like a big wrench in that one. Yeah. Well, not this year, last year. <laughs> yeah, so I never really got like a chance to flesh them out completely, but I do have these like cute frilly designs that I came up with and I really want to release them, but I'm just waiting for like the right time. Okay, okay. I imagine that's at least top priority, or not, I wouldn't say top priority, but that's definitely something that I imagine you definitely want to go forth. Is there any other designs or any other plushies that you've always wanted to make but never had an opportunity to do so? Um, I would have to say yes. There is one, this one's going to sound kind of messed up, but there is this one that I want to make, and it's inspired by, like, um, uh, rats. <laughs> okay. Um, have you ever... Have you ever heard of a rat king? Yes, I've heard of the rat. Uh, I've heard of the rat king. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I had like an idea like planned out like by that one. Um, I I recently cut off like um a lot of like really just like like hateful people from my life. And you know, when I look back on my relationships with them, it was like always like I was, you know, like I was always like like made fun of or you know put on the back burner like no one ever really like <clears throat> like cared enough oh. 
And like, it was always like some kind of weird hierarchy with these people. And like, I kind of wanted to like make it like that, you know, like the rat king, oh, what they say goes. Sort of like that. Like I was kind of like interested in making something like that. Okay. Okay. No, that's, I, you know, hearing back with that story or whatnot, that's actually like very, <laughs> if nothing else, that's like sweet justice, you know, poetic justice more than anything else. Like you were always like made fun of for like having these cool and creative ideas. So you go forth and just basically po- <laughs> sat- satirize the people that made fun of you and you make money off of it. I think that would just be poetic justice more than anything else. Heck yeah. I would love for them to see it, but they're all blocked. <laughs> <laughs> ah, you know what? If it becomes big enough, I'm sure they'll find it one way or another. And you know what? You could just be like, okay, that sucks. Anyways, let's move on. <laughs> uh, that, no, that's, if nothing else, like, again, like I said, that would be just, <laughs> again, that would just be hilarious if you were to go through with that and finally just make that reality. And like I said, make money off of it. That would just be hilarious more than anything else. Um, <laughs> going back to, going back a little bit to the, the fan support that I mentioned that earlier. Um, like I said, you know, you've gotten all these incredible, like, uh, like the, the 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 fans, you know, the fan art and such, and like the cosplay stuff like that. You've also gotten some people that are basically modeling for like your plushies and your designs and such. Um, is that something that like just naturally happened in the wild, or is that something that like you've implored yourself to be like, hey, like, do you have like a close group of friends that model your stuff for you? Um, I'm sorry. Um, I sometimes I have like family friends model for me. Okay. Um, sometimes. No, I've had like friends in the beginning. I've had my friends model for me. Um, a lot of people that I do um, post on my page are just people who, you know, like post some bomb ass pictures with my stuff. And I'm like, you know what? This deserves this deserves to be seen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to think. There's there there was at least a good couple of people. There's one person in particular. I forget what their name is off the top of my head, but like they do a really good job with like the makeup esque things i know the the biggest one that i saw from them was doing again the the bumble bear like makeup cosplay-esque thing that was absolutely stunning on their end um yes i love i love seeing that one those it's it's a great it's great oh absolutely um well going back to sort of the fan thing like you know what was it? I, I, I saw along your Instagram as I was doing my research, like, you know, I remember you always given like a, a love and appreciation to your fans from the very start, especially whenever you ever had your first one, like just buying your stuff. I remember seeing the little Instagram post for it, which was uh, adorable more than anything else. Um, how important is it for you to make sure that the fans are as appreciated for supporting you as you are? How important is it for you to make sure that they get kind of that spotlight more than anything else? It's it's a, it's very important to me because like, you know, like without them, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. And like I love, you know, like showing that we are, you know, like at the end of the day, like this 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 sweet little community of people who just, you know, like like Honestly, like having a community is so crazy to me because it just it just makes me feel like so loved and I just I really want them to feel loved too and I want them to know that I, I'm seeing you I love you you know I haven't been as active on Instagram like these last couple of weeks because I've been working on stuff right. but like I really do want them to feel appreciated at the end of the day yeah yeah I mean if nothing else like I'm sure your fan base at this point would understand that like yeah you might go silent here and there but that's because you're already concocting up your your next you know next little beauty for them to, to go forth and support as well. 
Heck yeah. <laughs> um, is is there any like particular like fan stories that you could think of off your top of your head to where someone in your eyes went above and beyond supporting you? Um, there is um there is one person. They um they have been there since the literal beginning. Oh, really? Um, there's actually a couple people who are like OGs and like. Like, oh my god. So, there's one person who, um, like, this is my first convention. This is back when my my, my dolls were, like, very just, like, this is before the sewing machine. <laughs> um, and I had, like, a little, like, a little thing full of, like, my plushies. And there was this one girl, and, um, we were in Artist Alley, and she came up, and she drew, like, um, this just cute, like, adorable, like, drawing of me. Like, and I was just like, bro, what? Like, and she was like, I can't afford to buy one right now, but I just, I really love your stuff, and I just want you to have this. And I, I was gonna cry, dude. I was like, no, it's ever drawn fan art of me before. <laughs> oh, that that's, that's perfect. That's that's precious more than anything else. Shout out to that fan. <laughs> yeah. There was also there's this, there's another girl um and she she's another OG and like um we met on Instagram and like she like supports all of my releases. I love her so much. I love her to death. Like every time like even if she doesn't buy something, she always does like a cosplay or a look or with um with like inspired by my designs and I love it so freaking much. I love her. I I just yes. There you go. <laughs> like it just, just means so much to me. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it should more than anything else, because, again, it goes back to what we talked about, like, earlier. Like, more than anything else, like, you're making this stuff because it makes you happy more than anything else. But to see that it makes other people happy as well, I can only imagine how much it warms your heart. Yes, it just, it's it's very wholesome. Like, it just, like, waking up and, like, seeing someone tagged me or something, it just, it makes me smile every single time without fail. <laughs> For people out there that are thinking about potentially, like, going into fashion and going into, like, plushie making more than anything else, do you have any advice for them on how they should, like, get started and get going? Um, I would say just, like, do stuff that you're, like, passionate in. Like, like at first in the beginning, I really tried to, like, follow, like, current trends, like, at, like with, like like different like t-shirts designs that I didn't really like feel love like feel much love for but I wanted you know to get a foot in the door but it's like you know when you focus on stuff that makes you feel good and like helps you express yourself mm -hmm. like you're gonna find your audience and it's gonna like they're gonna appreciate you for that so just like keep it as authentic as possible there we go. There we go. That, that's good words to live by. That's that's why I try to do with this podcast more than anything else because I've I've always loved like the behind the scenes for like artists and all that kind of stuff. Like or just, not even just artists, but I've always loved. I've always been one that loved uh, behind the scenes stuff for anything. Like I was the kid to where whenever we got a new DVD for a movie, I would watch the special features before I'd watch the movie itself. So. <laughs> so, so so like yeah. The best part. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, what was I gonna say? No, it's one of those like with you, like again, you said it yourself, you put a lot of yourself into each one of your designs and such, and it really showcases that with kind of the love and passion that is shown not only whenever you showcase your designs, but whenever you see others like showing that same love and care as well. So, it, it for those out there that are listening, these are definitely words to live by at the end of the day. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, now's the part of the podcast where I like to, to bust out 
my own little bit of a, a dream scenario. Let's say I'm big shot, Mr. Moneybags. You know, I come to you and I'm like, look, Biscuits X Monster or B B X M, whatever you want to be preferred to be called. We love everything that you do. Seriously, like the, the designs you put out is absolutely stunning. The plushies, like there's something else and we cannot get enough of it. We want to help you create basically the Dream Biscuits X Monster project. What is, and, and keep in mind, I have access to everyone and everyone and more funds than should be ever necessary. What would be a dream project for you to make it to reality? Or alternatively, what would be a collaboration you'd love to do with your plushies? Oh, <laughs> the, the things I've thought about. Oh, my God. I would probably. Ooh, I would think a collab with like Disney or like Hello Kitty would be like Sanrio would be so amazing. Like I also I have like like ideas of bringing it to life as a, like a animation, like a show, like a short or per like or like a, a video game. Okay. Like that because like I like I have so many ideas for just the backstories of the monsters and I think like I did a little bit of something like that with our recent uh release, our Valentine's Day release mm -hmm. with these plushies and um and I put like a little I, I hired an animator and made these short animation clips of just like this person, um, a biscuit, you know, going on an adventure with these these little cow monsters and like people responded to it so well. And I would I would love if everyone could just see, you know, like the the image that I'm seeing them as, you know? Oh no! Absolutely, I I can I can only imagine what a Biscuits X Monster game would be like more than anything else. But like seeing like your creations basically come to life would be something absolutely amazing as well. Like seeing the the true story that you've built and the love with them like just come to life and like being shown. Because I can only imagine how much lore you've invested in all of these designs. <laughs> Absolutely. Like I was trying to do like a webcomic before, but I just don't have the time to just individually draw everything myself. So I, I'm definitely waiting okay. um, until I actually put something out there, you know? Okay. But more than anything else, the dream project would be to make this from, you know, just fashion to a multimedia empire. <laughs> Heck yeah, absolutely. There you go. Make it like what are some of the I'm trying to think. Make it like the 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 new ugly dolls or something like that, except more successful compared to the movie <laughs> standards. <laughs> oh, no. All right. No, that'd be that'd be incredible. That's something I'd love to see. Um if nothing else, you know, maybe we could do a collaboration to bring Mr. Moneybags to life, but that's just no, nah, I'm joking. Um <laughs> Uh, I may, may, major shout out to my artist, uh, producer Maria, aka Tipsy J Hearts, for creating this amazing little Muppet Man design. Just saying. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Thank you. It's 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 like one of my favorite things that she has done ever since I've had I've ever since I've been collaborating with her to help me out with this podcast because this was like her own little idea more than anything else that was something that uh I, I basically gave her like free reign whenever it came to t-shirts designs and such and she's like okay okay well you talk about Mr. Moneybags let's make him a reality and she had been watching I think like uh puppet history and all sorts of puppet based shows she's like I'm making him a Muppet <laughs> oh that's awesome mm-hmm 
Mm-hmm. Well, let, let's let's come down from the clouds a little bit from the dream scenario. Let's get back to reality for a little bit. Where, do you, With what you're doing right now and how you're keeping on going, where would you hope to see yourself, say, five, ten years from now? Um, so in five years, um, I really want to see uh, my, my company expanding, of course. Um, but I want to see it expanding for the um, right uh, ways. And in it, I want to see it expanding in the right direction and the right uh, way. I really want to, um, I really want to focus on sustainability for my company. You know, I do want to have eventually, um, I do want to have uh, like people working with me uh, to create my monsters. Um, but, you know, I don't want to turn into one of those like overproduced brands like Nike that focuses mainly on the like 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 pumping out new designs instead of just um instead of like you know like focusing on you know the actual like aspect of the designs as well as their workers you know like health and things like that well right you got to this point with your business by being authentic and organic you don't want to basically crumble under the capitalism just because you're expanding your uh company is expanding you want to make sure that you stay true to the roots that you've had before exactly exactly i i you know like 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 you said like before like when i um when i was just pumping out stuff to be like you know like like follow the trends it just it like it didn't feel authentic it didn't feel like myself i didn't feel you know you could tell everyone else didn't feel the same way as well so yeah well i mean if nothing else that that's admirable and with what you've produced so far, I'm, I'm hoping to see more of that in the future. It it reminds me of a, a brand. Um, I think we talked about this before, but uh, you remember Dream Clothing? Yes. Yes. It, uh, for those who don't know, it's a uh, it's a company that they emphasize on mental health. Like that's their major thing. As a matter of fact, they give 25% of their profits to different mental health organizations, like the North American Mind Institute. And, like, they're staying true to that, and if that's what they want to stay true to, and that's the thing that you stay true to, I don't see how your company does anything less but expand. Yeah, like, I, I love I love brands that just stay weird, you know, stay interesting, no matter, like, how big they grow. Like, um, there's this one brand, and I absolutely adore them, and they're called the Fashion Brand Company. And they had like a discount uh, sale recently where it was like 1% off, but you got like a free egg <laughs> with every purchase. Wait, wait, is it like some like cheap fabric egg or something like that? Or like a, they have like some custom like collectible egg or something like that? Or is it like a, a legit egg? No, like it was, <laughs> it was an actual hard boiled egg. They posted a video and everything. <laughs> Of them uh, pa- pa- packing their orders and putting a little hard-boiled egg in a little corner. It was so funny. <laughs> that's that's incredible. <laughs> I, I, I hope that the packaging was very secure because I'm afraid that if uh, certain customers get their uh, packages in a rough state, they'll just open up and get just a horrible Cobb salad. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. That, that's interesting. I definitely got to keep that brand in mind. But, um... Anyways, as as we're winding down this interview, I just have one last question that I need to ask. Um, obviously, with with fashion and these plushies and all this kind of stuff, you're invested in art. You're like deeply rooted in, as we've established before. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? 
Um, that's a really good question, actually. Uh, I would have to say, like, I feel like art is one of the most impactful things, um, like, for the world. Um, but one of the most, like, underappreciated in, like, in, like, some ways. Um, like, my best, I have a best friend. And she is a musician. And she, like, it's crazy to me, you know, like, how she can just like listen to something and then just play it like i i can't even wrap my head around something like that and like you know like every different artist has their different mediums and it's just amazing to me how you can like take something in your head and bring it to life like that like it's it's honestly magical in a way and i honestly think you know like depending on the medium and depending on you know how you're doing it like art is incredibly impactful and it's really beautiful and i i think like as humans we you know it it helps us feel better in a lot of ways um even if people don't realize it i can't think of a better way to word that myself that was beautifully said if i do say so myself uh that's all the questions i have for you um I've already showered you with enough praise, but it's my podcast, so I do what I want. Um, <laughs> so, like I said before, like, I've absolutely... I, I was first led to you by Jane Gobal, and I appreciate her introducing me to your artwork in the first place. Because just seeing yourself initially, like, it was amazing that I could see, like, the love and passion that you put into it. But now that I've actually had sit down, had a chance to sit down and listen to your story and such, it, it's absolutely incredible. Uh, I... I can't believe, like, you know, the, the roots that it comes from and how authentic you try to be with this kind of stuff. And if this is the roots that you've set down so far for your for your company and such, I can only be nothing short of excited just to see how much that company could grow and grow and grow. So thank you so much for what you do. And I'm very excited to see what's next. And I, I'm be rooting for you every single step of the way. Thank you so much. That, that honestly means the world. It, it makes me so happy. Um... Like I, 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 I'm at a loss for words. Like, thank you. Like, thank you for you know bringing me on here. Thank you for talking to me. Like it, it. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you once again for everything that you do. Go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. Um, my Instagram account is biscuits with an X uh, monsters. Um, my I also have a TikTok account at the same at as well as Twitter. Um, and then I have my website, of course, Biscuits X Monsters. Um, we are a little sold out at the moment, but you know, we are having, we are going to have a bunch of fun stuff for the summer and I would love to see you guys there. I'll definitely have to keep my eyes peeled for that. And if you miss any links, I'm sure to have them linked in below. Uh, do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, I would just have to say, you know, like, um, like, do what you want to do with your life you know go for it it might be scary in the beginning you know doing something different but i just like at the end of the day like you're gonna you're gonna feel so much better at the end of (laughs) i'm sorry you're gonna feel so much better like mentally doing something that you love rather than doing something that everyone else tells you to do and yeah i can't think of a better way to to word it myself for that, all I have to say is, for the people at home, hasta luego, amigos. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye.
Thanks for listening to the Apocalypse Podcast Network. For more great podcasts, go to apocalypsepodcastnetwork.com. And remember, every time you support one of our sponsors, you're supporting the podcast you just heard. 